Hello, good morning and or good afternoon. This is Marcus once again with Natural is the Way. Wanted to touch bases with you all. I do hope that everyone is well. Again, Natural is the Way, if you didn't know, we're natural herbal company and beyond. Specialize in natural remedies to life's everyday problems. And with that, I want to talk about a subject matter that's very touchy. Unfortunately, in 2024, a lot of us can relate. It may not be us per se, but maybe someone we know. Maybe you felt like life is just too much. There's always something going on. And maybe you've tried your very best to change your situation, your circumstances, and it just seems like it continuously and consistently gets worse and worse and worse and maybe you've tried everything that there is to your knowledge to try maybe you just want to give up we're dealing with suicide for the next couple of episodes or rather lessons i do hope that you tune in i uh, hope that you share the lesson with your friends loved ones anyone who could benefit from this lesson i'm not an expert or doctor, lawyer, per se. Uh, but I have battled with mental health myself. And at certain points in my life, I have battled with the question of why am I still here? Maybe you've asked yourself that question. Why am I still here? Why was I allowed to wake up yet another day? Frankly, the numbers, they... They don't lie. Case in point, in 2020, there was one suicide for every 11.5 minutes. Again, that's 2020, the year right after COVID. In that same year, there was one suicide attempt every 27.5 seconds. Unbelievable. Every 27.5 seconds. Suicide is now the third leading cause of death for 15 to 24-year-olds. And it's sad. COVID, if COVID has done anything, it has revealed the obvious, that there is a glaring problem and all that's often swept under the doormats. You know, the, the mantra used to be back in the day, hey, let me hit you in your chest if I see you cry. Stick your, yeah, stick your chest up. Stick your back straight. What you doing on that whining for? Ain't nothing wrong with you. You'll be all right. Or you might not even be comfortable with telling your loved ones. That's the way therapy and mental health used to be dealt with. And so it seems like that mankind almost don't even have a, a good stance on the human life, let alone mental health. We know that's obviously not the case. And we definitely know that God has his stance on the very thing that he created. And that's the human life. If you'll turn with me real quick, we're in the introduction. Mind you, this is a series, so kick your shoes off. Get ready now. Get your Roman noodles ready, whatever your, your binging food is. Because we about to get it in, y'all. We got to deal with this thing. It's such a major issue. If we don't deal with it, then who will? I mean, look at our young people. The years of COVID has really left a gap in their emotional intelligence. 
their wherewithal. I can do anything. It's not as intense as it used to be. And so we have a responsibility to deal with these matters. So get into the word of God. Yeah, natural is the way. We got another channel teaching what it teaches. Uh, I'll open that, shake the dust off of that bad boy uh, sooner than later. But I, I have to deal with the subject matter. Matthew chapter 5. Again, Matthew chapter 5. We, we understand to a certain degree what mankind's stance on suicide is. We have suicide lines and suicide groups. But it, and often cases, you know, you have voices crying in the wilderness when no one's listening voices crying at the dinner table when no one's able to recognize so these matters these issues cannot just be tiptoed around or we're just going to look over it we need to address the matter so that we can move on how does god feel about the human life matthew chapter 5 matthew chapter 5 verse 21 matthew chapter 5 verse 21 says plainly ye have heard that it was said by them of old Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Yeah, if you, even if you accidentally kill someone, you had to go to a certain city, a uh, city that you will have the safety and security of not having any consequences or repercussions happening, right? Um, but God's stance never changes as far as killing and murder is concerned. Not accidental death, but murder with intent. The following verse, but I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a call shall be in danger of the judgment. So it's, his stance used to be, and it still is, that you should not kill physically. But even if I am psychologically angry with my brother without a cause, the Bible says, I shall be in danger of judgment. Whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of of the council, but whosoever shall say thou shalt, thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Even in, if I verbalize something that could be to someone's detriment, can cause spiritual harm or spiritual death, I may very well face the judgment of God. His stance on his creation has not changed. In like fashion, regardless of the time and day and age that we live in, the consequences for taking a life, the consequences for murder by way of God also hasn't changed. You know, it's often you see people doing things to the extreme degree and it seems like, hey, they're not even what's wrong with them, man. They're like, they ain't, they ain't even afraid. Well, to a certain degree, they're not afraid. They're not afraid of what? They're not afraid of consequences. Well, the problem with that is. Regardless of whether we fear the consequences or not, I don't have the right to take my own life. Period. If I take my own life, God, not myself, God refers to that as murder. It's killing someone, me being that someone. We read how he felt about that in Matthew. Let's look at another instance here. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verses 21. Rather, verse 21. Again, Galatians chapter 5, verse 21. You see the, the lust of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. Drop down to verse 21. The Bible says, well, we'll start with verse 19 for context's sake. Uh, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. The works of the flesh, as was described in the Bible, goes down and drop down to verse 21. Evings, murders, suicide, killing myself. 
taking my own life. God refers to that as murder. If you keep reading, drunkenness, reveling, such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past. That they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Plainly, we see how God Almighty feels about murder, about killing someone, even if that someone is myself. But yet, in a practical sense, Marcus, you said you battle with suicidal thoughts. I don't have. Frankly, I got through. I just got through crying about oh, 30 minutes ago, trying to get me a, an account executive or sales uh, development, business development role in, in sales and went on a gang load of interviews and just keep hearing the same thing I don't want to hear, a pyramid scheme or something more geared toward high schoolers. And I'm 40. I got four kids. Come on, y'all. I ain't got no hairline. I'm getting older. Uh, man, there's another uh, a gang load of other stuff going on in my life. And I got sad. I started crying. I wanted to give up. But see, my wanting to give up is not I wanted to give up everything and take my life away. At one point in my life, I was there. I had a different understanding about the beauty of life, about the, or, the origin of life, how I didn't create myself, and more importantly, how God feels about it. I had a different understanding. I didn't appreciate myself for whatever reason. Maybe you can relate. So in a, in a practical sense, how does one combat the feeling of hopelessness? When, you, when there's that feeling that all is lost, which can very well lead to suicidal actions and decisions. How, how do I combat that? Let's, let's deal with that in this series. Well, but here's another question though. Maybe you can relate to this. Um, how do I find the the strength from within myself to understand my worth. If I don't feel, if I don't see worth or value around me or in my life, how can I, within Marcus or within yourself, how can I internalize and say, hey, you know what? I do have some worth. I may be sleeping on roach eggs right now and the roaches are laughing at me, but I still have, have worth. I mean, you think about Lazarus and the rich man. If Lazarus didn't have any worth, though the rich man evidently didn't think he had worth, if Lazarus, Lazarus didn't have worth, why at the end of his life, why was he in Abraham's bosom and comfort and peace for the rest of eternity? Well, here's a little, to speed up the lesson, though we're not speeding up the lesson, y'all, this is a series. If I take my eyes off of God and put my eyes on the things of this world, then I'll start putting more value in the things of this world instead of spiritual things which matter the most. So again, that's a little, little tidbit of where we'll be going later in the lesson. So that being said, let's look at some practical ways that we can eliminate the tragedy of suicide altogether. But before we do all of that, let's continue to paint the picture here. I don't want you to think I'm just making up a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo, y'all. Remember I gave you the statistics back in 2020? Well, in 2020, almost 47,000 people committed suicide. 
again, almost 46,000 people committed suicide. That doesn't do something to you. And again, I know that we, we, we go through aggravating times. Th things get tough and intense, y'all. If I can open up my big old head, let y'all see my story, maybe you can relate. You know, we just throw all our issues on the table. Everybody throw their issues. You throw your issues, I throw my issue. We all throw our issues. We may want to go back and pick up our own issues and nobody, not somebody else's, right? But how does that help us when no one else is around and it's just us? I know, again, aggravating times, that can be extremely aggravating. But it never authorizes unauthorized actions. And I want to deal with that for the first point in our, in our series. Again, aggravating times never authorize unauthorized actions. We've already talked about the obvious. If you don't know the obvious, the obvious is this. Mankind did not come from ourselves. We all originated from God. Again, mankind, we did not come from ourselves. And since we don't come from ourselves, we don't have the authority to take our own life away. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I got to remind myself, this is a series now. Slow it down, Martin. Slow it down. Whoa, cowboy. Two of the biggest misconceptions about our trials and tribulations, the things that we find ourselves going through, whether it's self-inflicted or not, two of the biggest misconceptions. We're actually going to close with this point here. Try to keep the podcast short with the series. A, first misconception, they're too unbearable. My problems are just too much. There's nothing that I can do to overcome them. And the second one, the second misconception, my problems are going to last forever. I will be broke all my life. I've been eating manic sandwiches for 45 years. <laughs> this is a little humor, of course. Case in point, you recall Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot had this particular type of mentality. Judas thought that his pain was unbearable. Judas's pain, however, here's the other thing. We need to get to the root of the problem, the root of the suicidal issues. With case in point, with Judas Iscariot, case in point, the source of his pain didn't come from external issues. Grew up from the hood, had to eat sardines all his life, sardines and ramen noodles, had to walk four days to work, I mean, four days of school and four days back home. No, that wasn't the case with Judas. Judas Iscariot's unbearable pain came from his understanding that he was selfish. What? But Judas went and killed himself, right? Yes, he did. But it wasn't based upon something that was just unbearable or forever and he couldn't overcome it. No, it was literally based upon the fact that he was selfish, that he was greedy. That he was not as godly as he portrayed himself or even used to be. You go to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27 verses 3 through 4. Again, Matthew 27. First book of the Bible, New Testament that is. Verses 3 through 4. The Bible reads, 
Then Judas, which had betrayed him, him being Jesus, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself. When he saw that he was wrong, when he saw that he was guilty, he repented or trying to remove the sins. Repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. They gave him 30 pieces of silver to go and stab Jesus in the back, to give them a sign to where he is, where he would be located, and to to orchestrate the plan of capturing Jesus. And so they gave him these 30 pieces of silver, which was prophesied of back in the day, uh, if you recall. And Judas Iscariot, what he tried to do? Well, he came to his understanding, came to his senses. He, I, I actually, I'm wrong. I have a problem. I, I have pain, my pain to him, it's unbearable. It's gonna last forever. So in order for me to get rid of this, then I need, to, I need to do something about it. And what I need to do, I gotta give the money back, right? That'll take care of it. That's, at least that's what Judas Iscariot thought. Keep reading, the, the Bible says, verse four, seeing I have sinned, he came to himself. He understood his pain, where it came from. Sin, saying I have sinned and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. Again, he's understanding his pain points. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. Ain't got nothing to do with me. It's your bad. It's your problem. Oh, well, keep the money, honey. You don't do what we needed you to do. Verse 5. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and did what? He hanged himself. He killed himself. Yet as atrocious of a sin as it was, and yet it was a horrible sin, Judas Iscariot didn't have the right to kill himself. Didn't have the jurisdiction. His feet can't fit in them shoes. You don't have the authority to do that, Judas Iscariot, in like fashion, not just him, but any one of us. Just don't have the right to take our own life because we need to give the life in the first place. I'm going to read this for you. I'm going to write this down. Go ahead. Please write this down. Anytime you listen to the pod, natural is the way whenever we're dealing with these type of issues. Make sure you have your pen and paper handy. Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9, verses 5 through 6. Genesis chapter 9, verses 5 through 6. The Bible says, and surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whosoever, whosoever, regardless of what we think of ourselves, where we're from, how tall, how short, what our bank account looks like, whether we rock red or blue, timbo, uh, Timberlands or uh, tennis shoes, none of that matters. Verse 6. Whosoever sheddeth man's blood by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. You kill yourself, Marcus. You take your own life, you or whomever I'm talking to in this podcast world beyond. God has a problem with it. It's a light fashion. We should have a problem with it. Again, aggravating times never authorize unauthorized actions. As was the case in the kangaroo court, the trial of Jesus, the courts determined the life or death. In Matthew chapter 27, verses 24 through 26, it was the courts that had the jurisdiction. Even though it was a kangaroo court that they took Jesus through, write down the cross reference, Luke chapter 23, verses 39 through 43. And I ain't just throwing these scriptures out here, y'all. Go check them out. Make sure I ain't just telling you a bunch of mumbo jumbo. 
even though Jesus was sent through a kangaroo court, and it was, it was beat up from the feet up, couldn't see up, it was jacked up. It was wrong. It was false witnesses, false accusations. But yet, the court was still within its realm of responsibility and duty to execute such a drastic penalty, even though Jesus was not rightfully tried. It's the same case in the modern world that we live in today. If a person has committed said laws worthy, uh, uh, worthy of corporate punishment, a.k.a. the death sentence, unfortunately, then it's the courts that has the authority to take a life. And not us. Be honest with you, the individual who committed the egregious crimes is the person that took their own life, unfortunately. But getting back to the, getting back to the lesson, as wrong as he was for creating a problem, he being Judas Iscariot, he was just as wrong for his ungodly solution. See, frankly, Judas should have put that same energy, just like you and I, into re true repentance, turning away from our sins, sins being that uh, which would cause us to bust hell wide open, uh, transgression of God's word, going against God's commandments. Judas should have put that same energy into turning his life around for the better instead of creating a bigger problem. Like has been the case, as the numbers suggested, for decades, for centuries now. Unfortunately, too often, however, all hope is assumed lost. Again, the misconceptions. And there seems like in the sense of inevitability, the problem is just too much. I, why even fight if, if it's insurmountable? But again, it's just a misconception, y'all. The other, the other problem with that is you couple that with guilt and shame, which is not always the reason, but sometimes the problem seems to only consistently get worse and never get better. And then we feel guilty and shameful for going through these same problems in the first place. What happens? Suicide too often is viewed as the easiest way out of our issues. Instead of God Almighty. I'm going to leave you with this last cross reference here. This will be coming out of the book of Psalms. Bible goes Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Job right before the book of Psalms. Psalm 121. Verses 1 through 8. Yes, we're going to read 121 verses 1 through 8. But Marcus, why? Because we deserve to. Psalm 121 verses 1 through 8. Preferably this encourages someone. Again, first lesson. The series dealing with yeah, such a horrible and touchy, catastrophic topic. And that's suicide. We're looking at Psalm 121 verses 1 through 8. As aggravating as times can and sometimes are, never authorizes unauthorized actions. The Bible reads, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help, as you hear that car going by, my help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be removed, or rather to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. Do you believe that? When you're going through your mess, do you think that? 
Could it be that God is everybody else's keeper and helper and not yours? Let's keep reading. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Verse 6 and following. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Please stay encouraged. We, we went a little, little, little lengthy on the first lesson here, this intro slash the first lesson in the series dealing with suicide. You may have found yourself going through things that seems like it's unbearable, seems like there's no way out, seems like it's going to last forever. I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through. As the word says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. The promise is that joy will come, but the promise didn't tell us specifically when that joy will come. It may be tomorrow morning, it may be a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. But the promise is this, that joy will come. Unauthorized, aggravating times never authorizes unauthorizes actions. I'll get that title right one of these days. God bless and keep you all. Most importantly, stay encouraged. This is Marcus once again with Natural is the Way.